WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. And good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on 95.9 WATD. And you could be listening on... 95.9 WATD online. You can you can listen all kinds of places. You can always find the program. If you miss it on Sunday live, I usually post it on my podcast page sometime on Monday. Uh, you can just search Car Doctor Radio Podcast and you can find it. It comes up on Google Play and Apple and iTunes or do they, Jesse? Do they call it Apple anymore? What is it? Is it iTunes? Is it Apple? What is it these days? It's both, but I, it's I believe both. the the podcast network would just be Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Okay. If you have an iPhone, everyone's got the app. You just click on yeah, the little purple click on. podcasting app. There you go. There you go. See, that's why you're the executive producer of the Car Doc program, and I'm not. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. For just for that. And reason. weather observer. And weather observer. Yeah. <laughs> and and junior meteorologist um the you know it was it was kind of funny i was just answering a question today from a reader because that's what i do on sunday mornings i i try to answer some of the questions that have come in during the end of the week previous and uh there's always there's always some in there and one of them was uh someone had recently um they had a, I'm trying to find the question here. They have a 2003 Toyota Camry. Check engine light came on, and they were using a code reader and showed a couple of codes, and they wanted to know how to proceed. And in the heading, it actually said catalytic converter with a question mark. And uh, they're absolutely right. I mean, the codes they listed typically lead to catalytic converter replacement. And... Uh, providing there's no other kind of leaks in the car. It's, it has to do with catalytic converter efficiency. And uh, the most common one is uh, PO420. But um, one of the things I mentioned was if they do a fair amount of their own repairs, they might want to consider a scan tool instead of just a code reader. And they were kind of specific. They were using a code reader. And recently I've been playing with a, a, a scan tool by a company called Innova, and uh, it's not just a scan tool. What's kind of neat about it is that you can connect to their website. Uh, so you kind of scan with the scan tool, Bluetooth it to your phone, and then connect to their website, which is Repair Solutions 2. And the website lists probable causes and recall information. And even I, I didn't wasn't aware of this. And even technical service bulletins were there, and uh, it, it, it was a it was a ton of information in there. And with us on the phone is Kristen Brokoff from uh, Car MD and Innova. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. How are you? I am just fine. So uh, we met years ago, um, more through Car MD than Innova, but they're sort of related companies, right? Yeah, they're sister companies. So Innova has a lot of the um, products. In fact, we've been in business over 30 years. Um, automotive diagnostic tools, um, you know, from scan tools and code readers to um, digital multimeters specific for the car. Um, 
but uh, and then CarMD is sort of the company with the data um, behind the diagnostics uh, with a big database that taps into that app that you were talking about. Um, it, the scan tools actually connect to the Repair Solutions app that you can get, like you and your producer were talking about, on the Apple app or the Google Play stores. <laughs> so. and, and one of the nice things about um, the CarMD website, uh, you guys list common repairs which i which i always find sort of fascinating like i think it was last year the most common repair was replaced catalytic converters you know as, yeah 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 every year for gosh 11 years we've been putting out uh, every april during car care awareness we put out the most common uh, reasons for the check engine light across the nation and then in specific regions like for yours it would be the northeast um so you will maybe connect again in april um but you're right it the most common Common now is catalytic converter, um, mostly because folks are holding on to their cars longer, and uh, literally the parts like the catalytic converter are starting to outlast the cars. Um, nobody bought a car for the last few years. <laughs> when it's 10, 11, 12, 13, 20 years old, <laughs> it's going to have right. problems. Right, and one of the other questions I got this week also had to do kind of about that same reason. It was uh, somebody was interested in buying a used SUV, and they were looking for something that was maybe five, six, seven years old, and they were shocked at the prices and the amount of miles on these cars. And the idea of having a scan tool um, to go out when you're car shopping sounds kind of I guess it, on the surface sounds a little like you don't trust anybody, but on the other hand, if you go into a car that you're thinking about buying and you start it up and there's no check engine lights on and it seems to be everything's good, but you plug in a scan tool to it, uh, like one of the Innova scan tools, and you realize that codes were just cleared a day ago or two days ago, that could indicate, well, the good thing is maybe it was repaired, but maybe all they did was try to erase the check engine light so it looked like there wasn't any problems with the car. Or maybe they just had the battery replaced. It's winter, and batteries fail during winter, we know. Um, but you're right. Uh, and the Innova tools all come with a green, yellow, red LED. Um, so as soon as you plug that device into your car's OBD2 port, which is right under the dash, which I'm sure most of your listeners know, um, turn the ignition and wait a few seconds. Uh, it'll give you, if there's any codes uh, either stored or or pending, um, and then also give you the green, yellow, red light, um, which in addition to used car shopping, I use before road trips and also before I have to go get my state emissions test um, because I want to know before I go down there and waste my hundred bucks <laughs> that <laughs> it, uh, it's going to pass. No, that, that absolutely makes sense to be able to do that. And the idea too that, um, and, and I guess you're, you're a lot kinder individual than me that says, well, they probably just replaced the battery in the car. I'm thinking everybody's sneaky and underhanded. So, um, you know, and they're trying to, they're trying to cover something up, which, which, uh, frankly happened to me probably 15 years ago. I was looking at a, a very used car and, and, uh, there was no check engine light on it. And then I bought it cause it was inexpensive, but I brought it home and I'm like, oh, dude, this, this, this guy just cleared this code, you know, two days ago and um you know figured out there was some not anything seriously wrong it was an easy fix so it wasn't a big deal but it was still the idea that they tried to make it look a little bit better than it did but the the other part and like you pointed out you know you go wait in line to get 
uh, an inspection sticker for your car or make an appointment to get an inspection sticker. And everybody wants it to go good. It's like going and getting a physical. You know, you you want the results to be good. So, but if you can pre-check it ahead of time and know that you're ready to get your car inspected, especially even today, even though rush hour seems to be all day long now, um, People still aren't driving quite as much as they used to. And in the height of the pandemic, some people were, weren't driving hardly at all. And it wasn't enough to be able to set all the various monitors on the car to get the car to pass. So you're right. Why waste your time to go get a car inspected that's not ready to be inspected and it's not ready to be inspected? You think it is because the check engine light's off, but in fact, it isn't ready to be inspected. And y- well, and you were talking about, about used cars. It's so sad. We've actually seen instances where people drill out that light or take out that light altogether. So I think everybody knows this too, but when you first turn the ignition or press the button, the first thing you see is all the lights on the dash light up. And if that check engine light doesn't light up, it means either the lights burned out or somebody tried to pull a fast one. So, yeah, <laughs> these are great yeah. tools to have. Yeah. I love I love my Innova and Carmdy uh, devices. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the idea of um, the tool that you had recently sent me, what I liked about it was I could check – I didn't have to go in and pick various modules. And I I looked at um, a 2015 Volkswagen that we have. And I hit the button and it said scan all modules, which I had never done before. And, you right. know, I'd look at the powertrain control or the brakes or something. And it ran all the modules, which I think there was eight or nine of them. And it was pretty impressive as it was going through. And, in fact, it did find one odd code uh, and it was a it was a locked module, which basically means it has to do with the the um, anti theft system. But but the idea that it ran through all these and that would have never been something I was looking at. So if I was whether I was a a, a, a do it yourself or or even you know having you know looking at the price point of your scanners, um, a lot of shops will have one really expensive scanner, $5,000 tool, $10,000 tool, but sometimes having a couple of versatile and more inexpensive tools um, that are available kind of for a variety of reasons will kind of make it a lot easier for everybody to be able to do their job, even in a professional shop. Well, and you you talk about the um, you never were able to do like a module scan or a network scan before, and that's actually one of the reasons I think we're talking today is when folks are out there looking, maybe you're at the auto parts store and you're trying to decide, you know, what level of scan tool do I buy? You know, do I need the $300 with big guns and it can do all that, or do I just want, you know, to to diagnose a check engine light issue or, you know, something more simple? Um, It's important to remember to look on the box or research the company to see if it passes along updates, um, both firmware and software, and that's something that Innova just announced recently, is we passed along a series of, they're always free, always free updates, so as new modules and features come onto these cars, we're passing it along so you don't have to throw away your two or three or four hundred dollar tool and get a new one. Um, so with network scans, you can now, with a lot of these OBD 
3D2 scanners, um, you know, check things like power steering and door locks and, you know, the, 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 the heat warmers and, or the seat warmers and all these things, it, it, there may or may not be fixes for them and you may not even want to tackle it even if you're a pretty skilled DIYer, but you can at least start to understand what's going on in your car's computer and all the different features and functions um, that maybe you couldn't couldn't access before. Right, and and some of your scan tools are true bi-directional scan tools, so you can actually manipulate things within the car, which is something that you know not that many years ago was a was a you know ten thousand dollar scan tool to be able to do things, and and some of your scan tools now allow you to turn things on and off and go into systems and 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 check things like. Uh, you know, one of the most common failure items is evaporative emissions codes, and you can actually energize solenoids and see what works and what doesn't to something as simple as, like you said, um, steering angle sensors. You sort of brought that up. But the able, if you did some repair on your vehicle and you needed to reset that sensor, um, right. all of a sudden now you can do it with a, you can do it with a fairly inexpensive scan tool. Yeah, I think you used, did you use our CarScan Pro? It's like the 5610, uh, is that 10, what we sent yep, you? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's what we call the pro-level bi-directional um, OBD2 uh, handheld scanner. So you're right. Um, it's In fact, if you go on the Innova website, you can actually do kind of like an interactive quiz that says start here and we'll help you find out. Like how, how often do you do repairs? Are you an aspiring technician? Are you some Somebody works part-time in a shop or you just a uh, somebody wants to help out your friends family and neighbors and you know replace oxygen sensors and you know a handful of, of more affordable quick repairs yeah and and you know you you brought up you know try you know looking at the different kinds of tools that you sell and uh, I do like that um, you know, looking looking for an OBD scan tool, you know, start here, we'll find the perfect fit. Um, and it really does kind of go through some of the things. And, and uh, you know, you're, you're um, you know, looking looking at that, you know, I, I want to scan a check engine light and ABS. I want to look at, you know, airbag codes. I want to look at live data. So you can kind of check out what you want. Um, recently, uh, someone wrote to me and they were just putting a, a battery in a Ford Explorer and they found out that oh the battery needs to be registered and they didn't quite know what that meant and they said what kind of tool do you know what's a battery registration tool and in fact there are some but uh, the ability to be able to do that with a scan tool to be able to kind of tell the car that you put a new battery in it uh, just makes life that much easier and that much more cost efficient if you're somebody who you know ran down to the local napa auto parts store and picked up a battery and put it in and then you're like oh i'm supposed to do something more and then you find out oh i have a scan tool that can do that or i have a scan tool that can actually test my battery and charging system to know yeah, what's we going on passed along quite a few updates on that on that firmware update i was talking about where you can on many popular makes and models um gm chrysler ford honda hyundai um nissan a few others um you can you know it, it passes along the battery reset the battery initial initialization um you know a battery alternator test um maintenance light reset some of the things that you used to have to run you know down to the to the repair shop or the dealership to have done so um it's 
I love to see these expanded features and functions on tools that folks already have in their toolbox. Yeah, it, it absolutely makes sense. I remember years ago I, I bought a um, a dealer-level scan tool back when I worked as a mechanic, and, and it was a really expensive, high-quality scan tool, but they came out with a new one. And, you know, sure, the one I had worked great for the previous model years, but when it came to a newer car, I couldn't use it. And it became it became sort of a paperweight and I ended up. I think I ended up giving it to a Votech school where they where they were able to use it and at least demonstrate what it was what it was uh, for. But but still, the idea that that you have you know the newest your newest twenty twenty two firmware updates and they're available and like you pointed out, they're free and you just kind of click on the link and and download it and make it work. Well, and you know how people um, are always reminded change your smoke detector battery or whatever in your car in your house a couple times a year. I think this is a good time if you own a scan tool or a code reader, you know, use it. Make sure that, you know everything's working good. Uh, it's got the latest updates because when you do have a problem or you do want to make a repair, you don't want to have to be sitting there going through the software update. Um, it doesn't take that long, but you know it's better to to use it several times a year and make sure it's it's completely up to date so when you when you are in a pinch <laughs> you don't have to wait for the updates yeah and and like you pointed out you know innova has a, a huge variety of products um including including uh, some now that are uh, you can you can kind of turn your smartphone into a into a, a, a scan tool. You can and then you go you know kind of as far up as uh, as tablet based style ones as well, right? Yeah, and and whether you own a scan tool or not, um, we have the Repair Solutions Two app. It's all one word: Repair Solutions Number Two. No spaces um, on the Apple app and the Google Play Store, and you. You can actually, even if you aren't interested in, in buying a, an OBD2 tool, um, use that for maintenance tips um, and maintenance schedule and, you know, to find out about technical service bulletins and recalls and, uh, you know, likely upcoming repairs uh, on your vehicle. Um, just cost of ownership um, it's all sorts of really cool, helpful features. I think it's like in the top five or ten um, automotive apps, like on all of the app stores right now. It gets very good reviews. It doesn't cost anything. I mean, of course, you know, in the app, if you decide you want to buy a, a tool or you need to buy maintenance parts or something, there are upsells. But it's totally free, and any driver of any skill level, even if you don't do your own repairs, can benefit from um, the Repair Solutions 2 app. And and being a cheap Yankee, you know, stuff that's free just appeals to me. Oh, free. I love free. <laughs> <laughs> I still wish there were coupons to cut out on Sunday mornings. <laughs> so. uh, but, uh, you know, like you, like you pointed out, you even have the ability to, you know, you can click on find the parts and you can... You can you can actually order parts through the app, right? Yeah, you can, and you can designate even your favorite um, repair um, location. You know, whether you use Amazon or um, AutoZone or O'Reilly Auto Parts, or you know, we have a, a handful of um, of partners that participate with the app, and you know, Innova also is. 
um, our tools are sold at, you know, everything from um, Napa Auto Parts to um, Canadian Tire to, to Pet Boys, you name it. Um, so, um, yeah, you can – the great thing about Innova is we don't just tell you your check engine light is on and there's a problem. We actually, um, based on everything that the car's computer is telling, um, the tool and the app and the database um, – pinpoint the most likely fix or fixes and then associate that with a part so that you're not searching online, you know, and, and, and 56,000 possible <laughs> spark plugs or um, whatever the part may be that needs to be replaced come up and you have to guess which one is right for your car. It's really helping you pinpoint. Now, we're not saying just start, you know, <laughs> replacing parts in your car, but it gives you a very good starting point for diagnosing the fix and, and getting it actually repaired. Yeah, it really does. And one of the other things I like uh, about the website is the community section where people are asking questions and they're, you know, whether it's, you know, my scanner's doing this or I'm having trouble doing this or I can't find this and how the community, the kind of Innova community sort of works together, the repair solutions to works together to come up with answers, which is kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, the fact is that cars don't fail randomly. You know, if somebody, if, if you're seeing an issue in your neck of the woods, uh, somebody all the way across the country or down in Florida or wherever else has probably seen a similar issue. And uh, it's great to work together to say, no, this is, you know, this is the problem or, um, you know, this is, how do I delete a vehicle on my, on my tool and app? Or, um, you know, I'm seeing, um, I need to relearn the, crank pattern, how do we do that, um, you know, just all sorts of really helpful, helpful um, things, you know, communities are awesome. Yeah, no, they really are, and again, like you pointed out, there's so much information that is here for free with the Repair Solutions 2 website, but also some of the, you know, some of the associated uh products that are there just you know if you are going to try to repair your own car or you're going to check your own car or even the idea that you know maybe you don't buy the most expensive scan tool but you buy something sort of at the uh, lower price point and you're planning maybe this is going to be the summer that you're planning a cross-country trip you know sort of maybe covid's in our rearview mirror it's behind us and this is the year that i want to go see the country and go to you know state parks or whatever the case is and you kind of put the scan tool in your car with you just in case the check engine light comes on while you're on the trip and you can kind of look and say oh this is nothing to worry about it so i just the last gas fell up i left the gas cap loose but the idea of having something small and portable and something you can keep in the car sort of in case of emergencies to see how things are doing that that makes a lot of sense as well oh yeah i love my anova um obd2 tools um use it before every family family road trip every uh smog check um I actually use it when I have repairs to make sure that when I get it home that the the dealership or the or the shop um you know cleared everything and <laughs> I guess I'm a little paranoid but <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, um even even to the point like the the uh, Volkswagen that we have um it is you, when you have the oil change you need to reset the oil reminder light and although you can do it without a scan tool 
it is really a pain to do because it, you sort of, you know, you sort of have to press this, hold this, you know, pat your stomach, rub your head, and you know, turn the turn signal on all at the same time for it to reset itself. But yet with the scan tool, it's one button, it clicks and it resets and it, it's all set and it's done. Uh, it just makes it that much easier. And, and again, if, you, if you're sort of the person in the family that someone's always coming to for advice and, you know, my check engine light's on or this is this, uh, to be able to look at all those things and make it easy and to do it at a relatively low price point, I think, makes a lot of sense. I agree with you. We, uh, we definitely love our OBD2 yeah. tools here at Anova. So. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> and if people and if people want more information, it's just Innova.com, I-N-N-O-V-A.com, right? Yeah, it is. And like I said, you can do the, the coverage checker to see if a specific tool will work on your vehicle. You can, you know, tell them what you're looking for in a tool. Um, you know, do you need to do the bi-directional testing or do you just want a basic um, dongle or code reader or scan tool? Um, and... Um, and then it even has a page about the Repair Solutions 2 app that tells you all of the, the great features and functions that we've built into this automotive. I'd call it like a maintenance and diagnostic app because, like I said, you don't have to have a tool to benefit from Repair Solutions 2. Um, and it's, it's just a wealth of knowledge. And, and like I said, Innova is right here in the U.S. We've been around for over 30 years, and uh, it's, you know, just great to support a company that um, you know is developing and supporting all of its tools right here in the U.S. Although it sounds like you know with the company and and all the work you're doing, you're sort of eliminating people like me that try to answer people's car questions, but. But I'll, no, I'll, but, uh, that's no. not true. We're just making it easier so you have more time to vacation and do those road trips with your family. <laughs> there, there, there you go. But, the, you know, the idea that I also use Repair Solutions, too, to sometimes look for issues and, and to come up with answers because, you know, it, you know, somebody said to me a long time ago, how can you come up with an answer to someone's problem? It's been in three car dealerships, five independent mechanics, and all yeah. of a sudden they're going to write to you and think you have an answer. Like you yeah. pointed out, Cars are not unique. Somebody with a problem in California might find someone has the same problem in Massachusetts, and you're able to kind of put all that information together and find it and come up with an answer. So Yeah, uh, and a lot yeah. a lot of shops use Aranova tools, um, like their service writers, um, you know, to confirm repairs. I, even some, you know, to do some of the, the, the bigger, more um, complex uh, diagnoses and repairs. But a lot of shops, you can't afford to have the multiple thousand dollar, um, you know, OE specific tool for everybody in the shop. So um, a lot of folks use our yeah. tools. No, it absolutely makes yep. sense. Kristen, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Sunday morning and joining us on the Car Doctor program here in Massachusetts. Always happy to be here. We'll talk again when we have uh, the latest and greatest on the uh, um, the check engine trends for the year. Can't wait. Take care. All right. All right. Take care and enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and thanks again for being on the Car Doctor program. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Why don't we take a break? It's uh, We have a little bit of work to do behind the scenes, so why don't we take a break, pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us with a question about your car, give us a call at 781-837-4900. When we come back, we're going to talk about the car that kind of got me around a couple weeks ago, and that's an Infinity. We'll be right back.
No one wants to be left out in the cold. With AAA, you won't be. Their experienced technicians will be there fast to help with your dead battery, unexpected breakdown, frozen locks, or any car issue that comes with winter weather. They're trained to fix most problems on the spot, often without the need for a tow. And you're covered in any car you're driving or riding in, 24-7. Join AAA today at aaa.com join. Quirk Kia Marshfield, offering the same great customer sales and service you expect from a Quirk dealership. Go in, browse their well-stocked lot, and drive home in a brand new Kia, like the 2023 Kia Forte or the 2023 Kia Sportage. And the Quirk service department will be available to you for the lifetime of your vehicle. Quirk Kia Marshfield works for you. Quirk Kia, 923 Plain Street, Marshfield, just off Route 3 at the new exit 27. Visit QuirkKiaMarshfield.com. South Shore Hockey fans, please join us every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for the Ted Donato Show, Ted Talks Hockey, on 95.9 WATD, sponsored by the Caskin Flagon. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on 95.9 WATD. I want to thank Kristen Brokoff for having us, joining us, whatever it is we did. What She joined us. That's what it was. Um, but, and I don't know how I'm going to, and I'm almost a little embarrassed. Um, I talked to Kristen a year or two ago, and um, she was kind enough to send me a scan tool. And it was the Innova bi-directional scan tool, fancy scan tool. Um, and um, she, when I saw some information from her, uh, I said to her, you know, I'd you know, like to get you back on the radio show. And she said, I'd like to send you a scan tool. So I said, oh, that'd be great. Well, technically, she sent me the same scan tool. So I think I'm going to give away one of them and i'm going to keep one because i use it uh but at some point i'm going to try to figure out how to give one away so it's going to be the bi-directional scan tool um it is uh it uh it's the it's it's their pro level um it's worth i don't know 450 dollars but i i was you know and she'll hear this now but you know she sent me one whatever it was two years ago and then she sent me a new one so the new one's kind of like the old one and so we'll give one away because that only seems we'll figure out how to do it over the next month or so but right now let's uh talk to jim jim good morning good morning uh john i can't believe you just had Kristen on you helped me out last summer with the master cylinder replacement okay and now i now i have to bleed it Oh, and I'm have I just bought a scanner which said it had ABS bleeding on it, but it doesn't. One of the brochures said it did. Now another one says it doesn't. They're going to give me a hard time to return it, I'm sure. But I need something that will that that I can bleed the master cylinders with, and I'm assuming that Innova has one that I could probably use. I just don't uh, know which model I would need. 
Yeah, it's probably going to be sort of near the higher end um, that can that can energize the um, the ABS system. Uh, now you put a master cylinder in, and there's just air in the system, and you can't get it out. I'm not sure what's wrong. I mean, the light is still on; it works fine. Okay, but but the light stays on, so I'll be needing a sticker soon, and I'm assuming that it, it needed to be it. it the directions say you have to bleed them, that you have to bleed something with the right. ABS to get it to work. Right, right. So um, sometimes what happens is it's just, you know, you can get kind of lucky and you put everything all together and you just, uh, uh, even even to the point where uh, you can just uh, crack the lines on the master cylinder or where it goes into the ABS block and you could just let kind of gravity kind of let the fluid drip out of there and then tighten up the lines and that sometimes sometimes gets it out other times like you pointed out you need to you need to use uh, a scanner to um to get the brake system to reset itself properly uh the other thing is um in massachusetts you can actually get an inspection sticker with the abs light on oh you can yeah, okay. if the yeah, if um unlike some other states like New York and Rhode Island, you if you have a an airbag light on or an anti-lock brake light on, you can't get an inspection sticker. But in Massachusetts, unless something just changed at the first of the year when they did some updates to that thing like, you know, if you used to have a, you know, a March sticker and you got the sticker in June, it ended up having a June date on it. Now, if you get a sticker in June and it was really due in March, it actually goes back to the March sticker. So, um, And I, you know, I pe- hate that. I like, to, I like to move it so I can do it in the summertime. I might delay it so it pushes it ahead every month. Yeah. Now you can't even do that. No. Now you can't. And, you know, there are those people that purposely would go in a day late, and the idea was over, like, 12 years, they'd end up with a free sticker. Which took way too much thought for me to do that, but yeah, we have we have a car that um, uh, an older car that that sits, and by the time we get back from Florida, the sticker will be expired on it, and when we go get inspected, it'll be it'll have a it'll still have a March date on it or something. So you know that that will happen. But yeah, I would look at I would go on their website and just make sure that if you go on the Innova website, just make sure that that scan tool is going to do everything you need it to do. But like I said, I would swing by your local inspection station and just say, hey, look, has, have the rules changed? Can I still get a sticker with an ABS light on? As long as the red brake light is not on, you're fine. Right. If the yeah. if the ABS light's on, uh, unless something's changed in the last couple of months, uh, you're you were always able to get an inspection sticker with that with that uh, amber ABS light on. I I like that solution. Okay. I, I thought I, I thought ABS was a safety issue if the light was on. Well, it what what it really means is the car reverts back to non ABS status, which you know cars drove around for you know a hundred years that way. So that was sort of the reason. That was sort of the reason behind it. So, yeah. Well, I thank you very much for the update. Thank you. All right. All right. Have a great day. You as well. Bye bye. Our phone number again: seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Let's go to Tom in Weymouth. Good morning, John. Good morning. Just listening to him about his sticker and so forth. I was ill for a couple of months back in November, December, and my car was due in November, but I couldn't drive it. So soon, just, in, just a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from the registry saying, 
yes, the vehicle hasn't been, you know, you had a sticker, so you better do this or do that, or you could get a citation. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens if you don't do it. After a couple of months, they do know it, and they do send you out something. So, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it, it is because... Um I I actually yeah, yeah that's what, kind of that's what it comes down to but um that's that's what it really uh we got um I think it was kind of like in the the I don't know maybe it was in the height of covid or something and I tried to apply for a uh, low mileage credit on one of our cars for our insurance and it got kicked back while we couldn't we couldn't give you a low mileage credit cuz we couldn't verify the state inspection was done so they're all sort mm-hmm. of tied in together i guess so yeah right and also on him that brake like leading it you know had the same issue you know as you need an abs thing but what i wound up doing was what you said really crack the the uh, you know the, the bleeders but you know yep. what? you got to take your time with that you got to right. give it time you know it's not going to happen just bing bing so let it sit for a couple of hours per wheel, and it may work. And watch, just watch your fluids. So yeah, yeah, I, it's kind of funny. I was I I've always tried to teach anybody who would listen. Like sometimes when people go to bleed brakes, they'll you know they'll start and they'll you know push the brake pedal to the floor, pump it up, hold it, push the brake pedal. And mm. I I learned I don't know fifty years ago I think from an old timer at who worked by himself, and he said. Well, first off, when you do that, and especially if it's an older car, that master cylinder uh, seal is going down into the bottom of the bore of the master cylinder where chances are rust is built up, and you're going to end up ruining the seal because that master cylinder piston never really goes that far. So mm. what, hap- what happens is um, what I was taught years ago was crack all four ble- brake bleeders and start the car and literally just tap on the brake pedal with your hand just tap mm-hmm. on the brake pedal move the pedal half an inch an inch just tap 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 and unlike um when you would the old-fashioned way where where you'd pump up the brake pedal and you would always go to the brake line furthest away you'd always go to the right rear and then you go mm-hmm. to the the left rear and then the right front and the left front and you'd work your way around. This way it does a little bit different. It actually, fluid comes out the left front first, and then maybe the right front and works it way. But then you you tighten up the brake lines as you go around, and you find out that, in fact, you've bled the brake system off. By tapping on the brake pedal, you've kind of moved the air around in the system. It bleeds off either up through the master cylinder or out through the bleeder screw, and you solve the problem, and you don't cause any other additional repairs. It's kind of funny. I, I just looked real quick to see whether, and I always I always am shocked whenever I see this. I just typed into Google, you know, in Massachusetts, can you get a... Uh, uh, inspection sticker with the ABS light on, and what scares me is December seventh last year I wrote a answer on my column in Boston.com and said you could. So I'm actually verifying the the information with my own information, which I don't know how accurate that is, but yeah, no, I think yeah. you can too. I think I heard that myself <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, one time. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if you have somebody waiting, I'll go. If you don't, I'll, I just want to mention. No, something no, about keep, no, keep, no, keep, no, keep going. On, you know, electric cars, like I've been watching cars for new cars, and Honda, I notice now, they're not going the route of all electric, but they're doing hybrid. And a car that I had been following for a while, I was thinking if I get one this year or with the, 
I wanted the gas motor. I don't want the electric, and I don't want a hybrid, just for my sake. But now mm-hmm. I don't even think they're offering it without a hybrid. So, well, uh, years and years ago, um, Honda said they were never ready to go full electric. And that really hasn't changed. Now, Honda just made some deal with, was it Sony or something, and they came up with some weird name of an electric car. But um, but, but they always, the, the chairman, and I was remember being at the New York Auto Show back 10 or 15 years ago, and the chairman of Honda said, we're we're not going to go fully electric. We're going to we're at the time they were they were basing a lot of it on the idea of the Honda Clarity, which was a hydrogen car as well. But they said no, no. We think hybrid is the way to go because then you have the choices of a couple of different options. You have the choice of can I go with um, can I go with electric? Can I go with gas? Can I go with a combination? Until, you know, electric infrastructure gets, you know, gets to where it's supposed to be. I mean, I just read something this week that some guy waited in line an hour and a half to be able to charge up his Tesla because the Tesla charging stations, half of them were broken and half of them were crowded. So he had to wait. He had to wait to charge up. So, um, you know, so, the you know, it's not as much as I'm a fan of electric cars. They're fun to drive and they're quiet and they're fast and. Mm-hmm. Not not quite yet. Not quite not ready yet. yet. No. Yep. Yep. No. Nope, <laughs> you're the right. Way I yep. Even yep. though I think maybe the hybrids are, but I, I still just yep. uh, yeah, wait the, a little bit. The the hybrid the hybrids are the hybrids are great. I mean, if I was going to buy a new car, and I'm not quite ready to buy a new car for a while, but if mm-hmm. I was to buy a new car, I think I would look at a I would look at a hybrid, and I might even look at a plug-in hybrid where. You know, mm-hmm. half the time I'm just plugged into 110 volts. It charges the car up. I can go 30, 40, 50 miles on an electric charge. And then, but then the day I decide I want to go 150 or 500 miles or 5,000 miles, it runs on gasoline. I don't have anything to worry about. Right. But yep. with the high cost of electricity here, is that worth it, plugging it into a 110 outlet? <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I, it, it, I, all I can say I is when I've, when I've driven a hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, um, I didn't, now, you know, granted, I only drove it for a week, and, you know, I charged it up every day. I didn't notice any real difference on my electric bill. Okay. Now, now maybe, you know, there would be a lot different. I was, I was trying to charge up something with a great big battery, but something with a smaller battery that only gives you 30 or 40 miles of range. I didn't notice, you know, maybe the electric bill went up a couple of bucks, but not much. But, yeah, we live in a state that I think Massachusetts has the third highest electric rates in the country or something. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. All right. Hey, always, hey, always, you. always good hearing from you. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye bye. All right. All right. Our phone number again seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Let's go to another Tom. Tom. Good morning. Hey John. How are you? Good. How are you? Not bad. I'm in the market for a new vehicle. Uh, getting back to the anti-lock brakes and whatnot. I'm wondering if you can explain some of the new safety features, lane keep, lane assist, braking, auto braking. Uh, I, I can hang up and listen. No, 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 because because you're going to have questions, and I'm going to forget what you asked. So it's yeah, going to work okay, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, anti-lock brakes have been around for 20 years now. Um, you know, I think we saw, you know, anti-lock brakes a long time ago, but they they were pretty much standard in every car after. 2005 or 6 or 7 maybe something like that um, 
And anti-lock brakes are just that. They're brakes that never panic. You jam on the brakes. They pulse the brakes. They give you control. They let you steer the car. Then you add in, and something that's standard in every vehicle now is um, automatic um, braking, which means that if you don't step on the brakes, the car is going to do it for you. So, uh, So it could be collision... They call it collision mitigation. Basically, what it means is there's sensors in the front of the car, and if the car in front of you stops and you don't, it'll start off, it will either flash a light on the dash, or it may even start to apply the brakes. It might not bring the car to a complete and full stop, but it's going to slow it down, and it's going to help. Um, yeah. the, ones, the ones that I find annoying are um, lane departure warning, which means... Which basically means you're a crappy driver and you can't manage to keep the car in the lane. But on the other yep. hand, if the lane markings are not that good, the car thinks you're drifting out of the lane and it beeps and chirps and and uh, vibrates the steering wheel and does all kinds of stuff. And it's telling you, hey, you're, it's it's sort of the electronic equivalent of a of um, of a rumble strip, you know. So it's saying, oh, you're and that. And I will admit probably because I'm a crappy driver. That's the one that I shut off. You know, I, I look yeah. for how to shut that off so it doesn't bother me. And then once yep. you shut it off, it's off. The other one is lane departure correction, where if you start to drift out of the lane, the steering wheel will actually kind of pull you back into the lane. So it either physically turns the steering wheel or it may apply the um, the brake the brake slightly to... Yep make the car drift back into the lane again so it's gonna it's gonna do it's gonna do a couple of things at the same time so you know and that's one that depending i i work with a guy who had a brand new chevy suburban and he kept saying there's something wrong with the steering there's something wrong with the steering i'm like what's wrong because i'll go to change lanes and it'll feel like it's stuck and then all of a sudden yep. it, it turns real fast well what happened was it was lane departure correction he was trying i said what happens if you use your turn signal and he goes what do you mean i said well yeah. use your turn signal and all of a sudden it's fine afterwards so it's it yeah. was built technology built into the car so there's a yep. and then there, there's smart cruise control which means that you set the cruise control at 70 and if somebody pulls in front of you doing 60 it'll slow it back down if they start going 75 it'll stay at 70 and even some smart cruise control reads traffic signs so if you're set the cruise control at 70 and all of a sudden the speed limit drops to 50 the car will slow down to 50 because it knows that you're going too fast so there's a lot of new technology in cars today um some of it i really like like automatic um uh, you know uh, automatic brake system that will actually you know slow the car down or stop it and some of it even works for pedestrians so it will actually warn you and slow the car down great system uh, lane departure warning i tend to shut it off yeah, a, a lot of those uh, mandatory now. Um, no, no. The only one that is sort of a memorandum of understanding is AB, uh, ABS brakes. Everybody has it because it, you need it for every other system in the car. And that um, uh, uh, collision collision brake system, I believe, in twenty twenty three, all models or nearly all models are going to have it. Uh, the manufacturers yep. said, "Yeah, it makes sense to have it," but the other ones, not necessarily. Yeah, okay. Everyone I've looked at has it, but none of them are totally uh, autonomous, right? I mean No, no, no. And and even, you know, even Tesla with, you know, their their system, you know, their cars still run into stuff on, you know, uh, and 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 
GM with um, with Super Cruise, which can change lanes and do some other things. I mean, it's pretty neat, but it doesn't replace the driver. You know, you still need to drive. They're not ready. The idea that you can that you can hit a button and uh, and drive someplace. Uh, now, not yet, not yet, and probably not till way past. I'm dead. So yeah. Yeah, me, you and me both. But <laughs> do, can you recommend any brands more more than other? I mean, I know it's very hot. You can't really get Toyotas and Hondas, obviously. But I yeah, mean, I, I mean, Subaru, Subaru makes a good car. Um, the newest, um, the newest Hyundai's and Kias are everybody's delight right now. Everybody likes them. Uh, you know, lots of features in the cars. Um, I like I like some of their models better than others. I mean, I own a five year old. Hyundai now and it's been it's been a really good car for me um it's uh you know you kind you you kind of look you you kind of look around it's funny I hate to say it but you know some of the you know typical American cars the Chevys and the Buicks and the Fords which you know I've always liked have not been quite as dependable as they should have been and uh you know that bothers me a little bit yeah well I went to GMC in Hanover and they're made in China and Korea yeah yeah no yeah, no, I would rather, you know, I I guess, you know, I would rather buy a Hyundai made in Alabama than a Buick made in China. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. I was yeah. looking yeah. at the yeah. yeah, no, no, it's, and the other one I would look at is Mazda. Um, yeah. Only because Mazda is a smaller company, they don't make changes as fast, and they tend to refine their products more than just come up with something new every couple of years, so. Yeah, and Mitsubishi is kind of on the way out. And... Yeah, Mitsubishi, I wouldn't rush. I wouldn't rush. I mean, they and they they got some. You know, the Mitsubishi plug-in hybrid uh, is a, is a really good car. But you know, the other thing is you got to find a Mitsubishi dealer. Yeah, and is that the case on all American vehicles, the smaller SUVs? They're all China and Korea. No, and... not not necessarily. But um, a lot of them, a lot of them are. Uh, uh, I think Buick's the one who makes it probably has the most Chinese cars. A lot are manufactured in Korea, but um, you know a lot of the uh, you know a lot of the import manufacturers are all building cars here because they tend to be able to understand the market better when they do that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, thanks a lot. All right, yeah. take care. Bye bye. You too. Bye. Uh, why don't we? Let's see, Jesse. Do we need to take another break? We do. Okay, why don't we take another break? When we come back, we'll talk to uh, Rick from Florida, and then we'll uh, finish up with the uh, Hyundai Q50 car review. So why don't we do that? My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. You're listening on 95.9 WATD. No one wants to be left out in the cold. With AAA, you won't be. Their experienced technicians will be there fast to help with your dead battery, unexpected breakdown, frozen locks, or any car issue that comes with winter weather. They're trained to fix most problems on the spot, often without the need for a tow. And you're covered in any car you're driving or riding in, 24-7. Join AAA today at aaa.com slash join. You make it big in motorsports, but the real reward for most is the thrill of the adrenaline and the chance to hold the checkered flag. I'm Miles Heger. The excitement and danger of motor racing are the reasons drivers love to race and why fans show up. Join me and my guests each week as we discuss the local short tracks while also sharing opinions and insight on NASCAR's National Series. Tune in to Miles on Motorsports Tuesday nights at 7 here on 95.9 WATD. 
Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And back to the car doctor program, and let's talk to Rick in West Palm Beach, Florida. Rick, long time no speak. Hey, good morning, JP. I heard you. I saw on your tag on your tweet. You're feeling better, so good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah, uh, you know that that cold or whatever it was that I couldn't seem to shake. I think I finally shook it. So, are you still on the West Coast, or are you back up north? No, I'm. 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 Uh, uh, I'm in Southwest Florida still. So. Okay, good yeah. for you then. Great. All right, couple of things, real sim- uh, simple as I like to say. Where, where, what's the rule of thumb on how long you should be keeping uh, comprehensive uh, on your car insurance? Um, you know, when when the cost of the insurance starts to, starts to be about half the price of the the car, it probably doesn't make any sense. But you know, the other thing is, you know, if you got a car that has a value of say three or four thousand dollars, and you have you know, collision on it, and you you know, almost every crash today is going to be a two thousand dollar repair. They're going to end up totaling the car. So, um, you know, at some point, you have to kind of look at does it really make sense to keep the insurance? And you know, I I think when the value of the car gets down to just a few thousand dollars, it probably doesn't make sense to keep comprehensive insurance anymore. So, if you're in five figures, don't even think about it. Just Keep paying. Uh, yeah, I would keep. I would keep paying, and uh, depending on you know if you're if you got it insured, in Massachusetts comprehensive isn't. I mean, it's expensive, but it's a few hundred dollars more per year, depending on where you live. So you know, if you live in Boston, it's two thousand dollars more per year. But yeah, I would. I would. I would say if you get a car that's worth you know five, six, eight thousand dollars, you'd still want to keep comp on it. Sure. Okay. Any any uh, uh, as far as deductible or. Or whatever feels, whatever you're comfortable with, I guess. What, whatever you're comfortable with, but it's funny. I used to have a fairly high deductible, like I don't know, thousand, fifteen hundred dollars, and I looked at five hundred dollar deductible, and it was like it was like eight dollars more a year. And I'm Good. like, I'm like, and okay. you know, and and you know, uh, you know, back in 2015, my wife was in a car crash, and we ended up getting sued, and I found out. You know, it's really the liability you got to be concerned with, and bump, bump that up as high as you can go because it doesn't Absolutely. cost doesn't no cost that much. Yeah, that. doesn't cost yeah. that much more to have a half a million dollars worth. <laughs> hey, one other thing, uh, my brake rotors uh, have developed a lot of rust down here. Yeah, I go to the car. I go to the car wash every day. It's, yep. one the, it's one of the perks that I that I that I like down here. Yep. So I go every day. Should I worry or just let it go? Let it go. Don't worry about it. It's just Sounds it's just good. it's just condensation, a surface rust. You drive a little bit and the rust wears right off, so it's all good. Sounds good. Okay. Feel, all right. Feel good, my friend. All right. Take care. All right. Thank Enjoy you, the sir. sunshine. Yep. Bye bye. Let's see. Let's see if we get this last uh, car review in here, and that is the Infiniti Q50. The growing popularity of SUVs and trucks have compelled many manufacturers to stop producing sedans. However, well, trucks and SUVs account for more than eighty percent of the sales. Many drivers still prefer a roomy, dependable sedan, and that's where the good choices 
in the marketplace from Toyota, Honda, Nissan, Mercedes, and more. Our test vehicle is the Infiniti Q50, a five-passenger midsize sedan powered by a 300-horsepower, three-liter twin-turbocharged engine. It comes in uh, three well-equipped grades, Lux, Sensory, and the Red Sport, which you bump that, you get more horsepower. The cabin of our Q50 Sensory was nicely equipped with the latest comfort and convenience features, such as remote start, intelligent cruise control, rain-sensing wipers, LED headlights, which are phenomenal, taillights, uh, you know, LED taillights, uh, high-definition infotainment display, wireless Apple CarPlay, which I like the idea of not having to plug my phone in. Uh, the front seats are comfortable and supportive, plenty of adjustments. Um, you know, I think any, any size driver will fit nicely in them. Um, the rear seating area, I think, is just average uh, head and leg room. Makes it comfortable for two. The seatbelts for three. Uh, three people, I don't think, are going to be that comfortable. Um, I found the uh, switches and stuff all pretty good. I found the mostly touch-based uh, infotainment screen a little too distracting for the driver. Well, it can be set up for dual screen. Uh, when one screen is touch-based, the other is control-based. Ends up being a little bit awkward to use. And frankly, the controls in this model are functional, but feel a little bit dated compared to other luxury and near-luxury vehicles. Storage also is a bit scarce. There's cup holders and cubbies, but I found space lacking. You know, if uh, my wife and I are in the car and we both take our phones out, we're looking for someplace to sit them, and uh, not a lot of room for that. The trunk's also only about 14 cubic feet. It does have a center pass-through and a 60-40 folding rear seat. Um, the opening is a little small, limited uh, cargo capacity or ability to carry a bulky box, but I guess that's why you buy the SUV. Um, on the road, the Q50 reminds me it's a luxury sports sedan, a twin turbocharged um, 300 horsepower V6 engine delivers lively performance. It feels quick. The seven-speed transmission shifts really nice. One of the nicest ones I've driven lately. And the handling absorbs pavement brakes and bumps with, uh, while still feeling well connected to the road. The steering's a bit light, maybe lacks a little bit of feedback, but nothing bad. Um, the the Q50 by Infinity is competent, enjoyable to drive, maybe just a little bit dated. The engine and transmission all-wheel drive are strong points, but the design and other feature, you know, it's a, it's a good vehicle. Take a look, and it's a value, good value at about 50 grand. Hey, that music means we need to go. Jesse, thanks for all your work today, and until next time, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down and move over. It saves lives. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.